Welcome to the Beacon Broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon Broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com beaconbaptist.com The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We are very rapidly approaching the day that we call Christmas, the day when we particularly remember the event known as the Incarnation of Jesus Christ. It is the birth of Christ. The Incarnation actually began nine months before at the conception of Christ, when a Virgin Mary conceived by the miraculous power of the Holy Spirit of God to enable her to conceive without the benefit of a human man, a human father, something that has never been done before and something that has never been done since, but it was on that particular occasion for a number of reasons, but it was done so that the incarnate Son of God could come into the world, so that God himself could wrap himself in human nature. And he chose to do it this way to start from the very beginning, where all of us begin, as we are all conceived in our mother's wombs and carried in our mother's body up to nine months if we are carried full term, and brought into this world by way of birth through the birth canal. And our Lord experienced all of these things just like we did and do, to begin his life upon the earth and then continued on living like like people do in this world, needing the same things that we need in this world, food and clothing and shelter and so forth, and acquiring even an education in this world. That's one of the most mysterious things about the Incarnation, that we learn that the boy Jesus actually studied the scriptures and grew in wisdom and knowledge. And you say, well, he was the God-man. He, he, uh, he, he, he didn't need that. He, he already was, he knew everything. He was, he's the omnipotent God. Well, obviously he was in the deity part of his nature, but he had two natures, and the other part of him was a human being. And He had to learn the same way we learn, except he learned more quickly than any of us learned because he was more brilliant than any one of us, and there wasn't a trace of sin to cause him to neglect his studies or to procrastinate or to to adopt untruth in his study of truth and so forth. It's a marvelous 
account, and there are so many aspects that we can consider profitably that will bring amazement to us. And we need to realize that the coming of Jesus Christ was all in fulfillment of a divine purpose that actually began before the world was created, but had been foretold hundreds of years before it happened, even down to some of the details, such as the fact that he would be born of a virgin. And that's the prophecy, the first of five, that Matthew deals with in Matthew chapter 1. Well, have I welcomed you to this Wednesday, uh, December 21 edition of the Beacon Broadcast, and... Reminded you that we are dependent upon the financial support of radio listeners like you. And appealed to you to consider a year-end report, a year-end donation for the Beacon Broadcast as we are closing out the year 2022. And you can go to our website if you want to do it online. There's a place there where you can donate and you can can designate that. It's our church website, beaconbaptistchurch.com. And you can donate and designate it for the Beacon Broadcast, or you can mail us your gift at Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201. And we will thank you and thank God for you if you, in fact, help us in this way. Well, it is an amazing story. I did start the broadcast yesterday talking about the fact that there are some Christians sincere godly, well-meaning Christians who do not celebrate Christmas. They don't even like to talk about Christmas because they don't find any date in the Bible for the birthday of Christ and don't find any instructions in the Bible that we are to celebrate the birthday of Christ. And therefore they don't. They feel like it's dishonoring to God to do this. And I explained to you on the broadcast yesterday where while where I am on this in that I respect people who have this position but I have given a lot of thought over over the course of my lifetime having grown up with some people in my extended family who took this position and I have come to a different conclusion as most of you have as well over the nearly 50 years history of our church we have had I think maybe three times that I can remember when someone who did not celebrate Christmas, uh, talked to me about it and objected to our church even recognizing Christmas in any way to the extent that all of these people eventually, some immediately, one or two of them immediately, and and, and another one eventually, uh, did not come to our church because of that very one reason, which I thought was a little over the top. But anyway, that was their conviction. I remember one person asking me on the phone, do you celebrate Christmas at your church? And I said, well, we don't forbid mention of it. We don't celebrate it maybe in as big a way that some churches do. But yes, we do. We talk about the incarnation of Christ. We have a special choir, Christmas program on the Sunday night before Christmas, and so forth. Oh, I could never go to a church like that. So, yes, some people feel very strongly about it. But, as I said on the broadcast yesterday, what we are doing is just simply focusing on one of the major doctrines of the Bible, namely, the incarnation of Christ. 
It would be like saying, "It is wrong to talk about the resurrection of Christ because the word Easter is not a Bible word. It's actually found in the King James Bible, but it's not an accurate translation. It's found in Acts chapter 12 in the early verses, and the actual Greek word is Pascha, Passover. For some reason, the King James translators translated that Easter, but that is a, a wrong translation. That is not the word that is used. And Easter is not found in scriptures, and so some people connect that with some things that are pagan and ungodly, and they don't want to celebrate Easter, but is it wrong to talk about the resurrection of Christ? Surely not. Is it wrong to talk about the incarnation of Christ? Surely not. And so we're just simply focusing on one of the major doctrines of the Bible, namely the incarnation of Christ, and we are looking at Matthew's account and have realized that there are five fulfilled prophecies in Matthew's account of the incarnation of Christ, the first one in chapter 1 and 4 in chapter 2. And the first one in chapter 1 comes from the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 7 and verse 14. Quoted in Matthew one twenty three, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. That's what Isaiah the prophet foretold. And sure enough, that prophecy is now fulfilled in the incarnation of Christ. What a wonderful thing. What a wonderful truth. What a wonderful reality to to be aware of, to know about, and yes, to celebrate. Why would not we celebrate that? The prophecy is, um, I've turned now to Isaiah chapter 7, and we read, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The king refused, King Ahaz refused to ask a sign of the Lord when the Lord invited him to. He said, okay, you won't ask for one, but I'm going to give you one anyway. But since you didn't ask for one, then I will give you one that it won't happen during your lifetime. But since you didn't ask for one that would happen during your lifetime, I can feel free to do this. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Interesting prophecy. There are a lot, of, a lot of things that we could learn and could could um, investigate more fully in, in looking at that prophecy in Isaiah chapter 7. It would appear, for example, that in Isaiah 7 there may have been a partial fulfillment in, in the, the days of King Ahaz. There may have been a child born, but it wouldn't have been this one. And one of the most obvious reasons is because any child that was born in the days of Ahaz that he was aware of, or that anybody that ever that anybody was aware of, that any child that was born, but I'm thinking particularly about a child that would be born into the household of Ahaz, would not be virgin-born. And that's why in in the Hebrew of Isaiah, the word that is used 
is a word that is broad enough that it could actually mean a young woman rather than a virgin. It, it can carry that idea so that in the stating of the prophecy in Isaiah, we're not absolutely certain that this sign is of a virgin, but it's hard to figure out what would be a sign if it were just the birth of another child in the normal way. Why would that be a sign? That wouldn't be unusual enough to say, well, there's an evidence that God is at work. There's an evidence that God has made a promise. There's an evidence that God is doing something. To just say, a young mother's going to have, have a child. Well, it happens every day by the hundreds, by the thousands. Nothing unusual about that. But if a virgin conceives and bears a son, and if that son is named Emmanuel, which means God with us, now we've got something that is amazing, it is spectacular, it is divine, it is miraculous, it is something that only God can do, and that prophecy of this miraculous event made by the prophet Isaiah is now fulfilled in the days of Matthew in the life of a virgin by the name of Mary who was betrothed to a husband, to a man by the name of Joseph, and the angel comes to Joseph to explain what's going on. I've always been Intrigued by the fact that Mary did not tell Joseph what was going on. You would think she would have. You would think she would want to defend herself and to defend her honor and tell him what was happening, that she had not been unfaithful to him, but she didn't. I I can't explain that exactly. I can only speculate. But the angel came and told Joseph what was going on. Very interesting event We'll take it up on the broadcast tomorrow. I hope you can join me then. Until then, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.